we come around the corner and we see like the shadows of two bodies hanging from a tree. I'm like, man, I'm high as shit. What the fuck? Is there bodies hanging from the fucking trees? Then out of nowhere, the bodies like stop hanging from the trees and like the shadows start moving close to us. I'm like, what the fuck? I swear, man, if I was alone, I would have swore it was because I was high, but other people seen that shit, and it was, it was real, and we got the fuck out of there. We screwed ass, because I don't like shit charging me, especially shit that I can't fight off. What am I going to do, throw a fucking cross at a ghost, throw a bottle <laughs> of holy water? I don't have either of those things. I'm fucked. Hey, I'm Brandon from Promises Kept Collective. This is the Hey, How's It Going show. I'm here with Lalo Gatsby, a rapper and record label owner from West Warwick, Rhode Island. Hey, Lalo, how's it going? Pretty good, man. How you doing this evening? I'm having a great old time. It's my nephew's birthday. I had a good time over there. I'm like, this good old, grand old time during coronavirus season. Um, Riot season two now. Riot season, yes. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the National Guard got called into Boston. Yeah, man, I was watching that on the news yesterday. Boston was going fucking crazy, like more crazy than Minneapolis was. Yeah, they were like burning cop cars, and like I, I seen a video of like a bunch of dudes like raiding marshals, and like right outside the marshals, there was this like like a cop SUV or something. Like it wasn't it wasn't like regular cop car. It was like some kind of special, or like the SWAT truck. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah, the armor. SUV or something like that, yeah. but it was unmarked, and they were like destroying it, shooting fireworks inside of it. They raided it, took a bunch of guns out of it and shit. Like <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of a bunch of people got a lot of guns last night because of that. Oh um, my god! They were like jumping all over it. They they destroyed that thing, caught it on fire, lit the gas tank up. It was it blew up. It was fucking nuts. Oh my um, god, that is nuts. Yeah, it was insane. Um, the world is on fire right now. It um, is. It's crazy. It's literally burning to the fucking ground. It's terrible. Um, it, it's terrible. Uh, everything, the whole, the whole thing. The the man. Um, I forget his name. I don't want to butcher it or anything. But the man, you know, with George Floyd. Yes, that's it. You know, his death and the you know the outrage that that followed it is uh is following it is. Is uh, it's not it's an awful terrible thing, but I think that, you know, it being turned into an even more terrible thing. Like a lot of things are going to go wrong. I think a lot of people are going to get hurt. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't want to speak on it. It's not my place, but it's just scary. It is, man. It's. I think the stupidest thing about it, though, this is something that bugs me: is these these lunatics that go to these uh these uh you know the protests, peaceful protests. Do do you think? But you get violent. Why the fuck are you gonna bring your kids to that shit? Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. You are stupid. You don't deserve to have kids if you're gonna bring your kids <laughs> to protests like that. I don't care if you think it's peaceful, but like, you don't know some lunatic could just show up with like a, just an active shooter, start mowing people down or some shit. You don't fucking know. Like that is a wet dream for like an active shooter, or a dude with a fucking plow on his truck. It's fucking scary shit. There are lunatics in the world. You're going to bring your fucking six-year-old to that? Yeah. 
it's been crazy because you obviously everybody has seen the picture on on Facebook, Instagram of the little girl that got maced and they're pouring the milk in her eyes and all that shit. And that's a moment like that is really defining for our country. You know what I mean? It's on both yeah. between the people doing it and the people, you know, protesting it, it's you know, the protest is necessary because yeah, of course, the thing that happens. But at the same time, you got to keep in mind you're, it's a dangerous, very raw fucking game, and it's something that people, you know, you see people getting tear gassed every day. I seen at least thirty tear gas bombs go on and go off on the news yesterday. Oh, dude, we're in like race war territory. Yes, it's fucking scary. People are just getting so insane. Like Trump's being a fucking retard and saying all kinds of shit. And that's like ramping people up. And it's the whole fucking, the world is on fire. It is, man. It's all during a pandemic, by the way. Like nobody's social distancing. Like nobody's wearing masks. Like this shit's going to ramp. Dude, I think it's like a conspiracy. Like, I think. I don't want to get into it because I'll get canceled or some shit, but like, I really do. Like, I think this is all this whole year has just been one big plan by the government or some shit. You know, I think the release the virus. Then we were supposed to have World War Three at the beginning of the fucking year. We were supposed to have a war with Iraq. That was like November, right? November 2019, right? There was the World War Three virus, and there was the there was the World War Three memes, and there was the pandemic memes. Remember, it was like eight. Uh, nine, uh, 1820 pandemic, 1920 pandemic, 2020. What will happen? And then all of a sudden, there's a fucking pandemic. Are you fucking joking? That was in 20, like, that was in fucking 2019 of October. People were like saying that shit. Who the fuck made those memes? Right. Because it's all becoming a reality. That's a scary thing. That's what's scaring the shit out of me. It's like what, at first I'm seeing the memes, I'm laughing about it, and I'm cra- I'm you know I'm cracking my fair share of jokes along with everybody else that's out there, and then we start seeing it become realer and realer, and it gets to the point where you're like, all right, oh, this is a little too scary to be laughing at it now. <laughs> shit, Dave says I'm double booked. Uh, Dave, I. Oh, fuck. Can I do this for an hour? I have to edit this part. Um, I don't know. Man. I had this planned. I, I totally forgot you do wear assholes. Can, can you guys put it off for an hour? What? What, this? Yeah, there's another. So I share this with uh with uh, Dave Chaffee, Chaffee. And he has a podcast called We Are or the Side the Spreadsheet Show or We Are Assholes. I, I'm confused on what it is right now. But I totally forgot this is their time to record. Uh, we might have to reschedule it. If so, that's fine with me. My, like I said, or like I said before, my schedule is literally wide ass open. I have nothing going on in my life. As depressing as that sounds. Mm. But- <laughs> Damn, I'm wow. so mad. This is, this is going so good. Um, <laughs> but it's my fault. I totally forgot about their show. Um, either uh, that, or after the show is done, we can pick it back up. Um, I could always like edit the recording together. Yeah, I got nothing going for the rest of the night. You what now? I only got nothing. Rest. I, I was... Tick two. I don't have anything going on for the rest of the night. All right. So, uh, 
<laughs> All right. Well, they're saying they'll record on Discord. Um. All right. Uh, I guess we can continue. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, uh, PJ. PJ's probably mad at me, calling me a retard and shit. <laughs> that fucking autistic piece of shit. <laughs> dude, that kid PJ hates me. He hates my fucking guts, dude. Like, <laughs> it's I don't know. Like, I, I I was busting his balls, and he just took it way too seriously. <laughs> yeah, but, I've been there. <laughs> But I also got a little triggered too. There's a couple things you said. All right, I won't do this again, Dave. Uh, thank you. Sorry. All right, we can continue. Dave has given permission. It's okay. We can record on Discord. Thanks, Dave. Editing. Thanks, Dave. I don't know you, but thank you. Dave's a great guy. Australian. Um, I... that's cool. I love Australians. Yeah, Dave's a good guy. Um, if he wasn't, he'd make me quit right now. But yeah, so all right, where were we? We were talking about that. We were talking about the end of the fucking world. End of the fucking world. Yeah, some scary shit. Um, I don't know. Maybe we can get back to that later. Let's start the fucking show, man. Um, that was a great start. Probably the best start I've ever had. Watch it'll get me canceled. Um You're going to have to stream this shit on tour now, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> the cassette only episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Cool, cool. So, man, uh, once again, everybody, this is Lalo Gatsby. Uh, plug and shout out everything. All of it. Plug all your shout outs, all the plugs, all the socials, medias, all the everything. Well, let's see. First of all, uh, we got Twitter and Instagram. That's at Lalo Gatsby. Um, follow the company, RLG EVP. That's at RLG EVP. That's Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and everything. Um, and furthermore, um, I have, I got to plug my artists before anything. Um, I have to plug my homie Doozy D, who is Spider! Sorry, there was a spider. Um, <laughs> I gotta plug the homie Doozy. He, um, we got some shit cooking up right now. I'm not gonna say what. I don't want to throw out any spoilers. I'm gonna roll this window up because I don't want any more spiders coming in. Um, got my homie, the homies, uh, Rome Contois. He's got music dropping. Um, who Eddie G, Eddie G. Basically, everybody from RLG. We have a couple artists on the sidelines that we're looking to, you know, try and do some stuff with them soon. But, you know, we'll release developments on that as it goes. But, um, and then obviously for myself, I dropped an album on 420 called New Attitude. It's on Apple Music, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you can listen and stream music. Um, all of the RLG homies are on there. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, make sure you follow us and make sure you check out the new shit that's going on. We always have different new things coming out, whether it's music, uh, comedy, pretty much, you know, anything you're interested in, we're dropping it. <laughs> Fantastic. So Dave, I don't know if he's here anymore. He probably had up, but he said, uh, you got three people watching. We only get one. So the more popular show should take precedence. <laughs> I don't think PJ's going to be happy hearing that. I think you guys get way more downloads than I do. 
but I have been awesome lately, so I don't know. But no, it's a great show. Go check out We Are Assholes, the spreadsheet show or whatever it's called. I can't I can't keep track. I think last I knew it was We Are Assholes, but then I see it's now called The Spreadsheet Show. So it's on they're on Apple, all the places. So go check them out. They're great. Three uh three great dudes. Um except PJ, fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> um he's funny. He is funny, he's a funny guy. Uh anyway, so yeah, he, he says uh he also says Jody's Bong from Jody B from the Po Boys podcast. I had him on my show, released that episode on 420. That's what made me remind you you dropped an album on 420. I released an episode on 420, and that was with Jody B. And Dave says Jody's bong is bigger than yours, Lalo. Oh, really? Well, you know, yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the thing is, is like, like, crap, man, I keep wanting to get a big ass bong. I have a buddy that is one of those crazy big zongs that's like, motherfucking, this goddamn big, it weighs goddamn 30 pounds. If you hit somebody in the head with it, it won't break, but it'll kill the motherfucker. Goddamn. <laughs> Breaking my motherfucking house again. You sound like Uncle Randy. God damn. <laughs> God damn. That's crazy. Um yeah, 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 yeah. I, I used to have a little tiny one, like the ones you get from the gas stations, like this big. Um, when I used to smoke. I don't smoke anymore, but I used to like smoke on the show. And I'd never like do it in front of the camera. I'd always, I'd just do it beforehand. And I'd be blasted while I'd record, and I, it was always a nightmare, man. I'd always be like, "Oh my guest knows, the guest knows, the guest knows," and I'd be freaking out the whole time. And I, and then like they'd be talking about whatever they're talking about and the whole time, like they know, they know, they know. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I was like, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> so I quit doing that shit real fast. Um, I don't do that. I, I haven't. I quit that. I quit weed for like on the new year, and. uh I haven't been high during a recording since like 2018, so that's good. But oh wow, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. It's like real bad. It gave me so much anxiety. Yeah, you know that's the thing, man. It's uh, people forget. It's not for everybody. People react differently to it, and you know I don't shame anybody. That's like, no, I can't <laughs> smoke. It doesn't react well with me because you know you'll have that dude that's like, come on, you bitch, fuck yeah. it, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no, I'm gonna die. It's like, no, the fuck you won't. No, I, no, I'm not. There's some ableist people. <laughs> so ableist of you. <laughs> I, I I got that in my head because somebody in a podcast I was listening to was talking about being ableist, and one of the things they said is, uh, if if you make, uh, what was it? it's not about social media posts. If you write your social media posts, uh, without the accommodations, uh, for people with disabilities, you are ableist, and I'm just like. What do you want? Written in fucking Braille? Like, the fuck? <laughs> like, they, they, you know they have screen readers for blind people, right? Like, do these yeah, people, do you not know that exists? Like, you don't need the, the social media posts. If it's in text, it can be read by anything. There's screen yeah. readers and shit. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> if that's like, that if you're uneducated, you could talk about defending defending disabled people and shit like the blind but like you're not educated enough to know that they have resources like that (laughs) my buddy is my buddy jed is blind he's born blind can't see a thing he can use a smartphone like a whiz like he has a tactile touchscreen his touchscreen has braille on it and he he like he just 
and it, the, you'll hear the voice like for the screen reader just like go fast as fuck and like i can't even understand it but he just typing all his text texting and shit like he does what he does he's a fucking whiz um he's incredible like, yeah like a lot of blind people use that technology and they get, they get really good at it like i i had another a guy on, on my show who's blind and uh he he's the same way as my buddy chad like uh, he, he's very, very good with what he does on his phone. He um, he knows how to use it. He doesn't struggle with it. Like these people, just you know, it takes a while to get used to. I'm sure, but they just live by it. Shit. I mean, and this I'd this person, can... this person, like just when they wrote that post, just didn't know that screen readers, screen readers existed. I guess. <laughs> you know, it's those shorthanded comments like that that you see in like posts, like shit, like that. It just it. I laughed so fucking hard because you don't realize how stupid people are until you stop and read comments. <laughs> they are idiots. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like, seriously, what did that person? What does that person expect to do? It's obviously if if you don't prepare your for blind people the social media posts. That's not clearly what it was based at. It's like, what are they yeah. supposed to do? There's no braille for computers. Like. Like, what do you expect out of me? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I just heard noise. Uh, Jordy? Oh, yeah. Are you okay? I love it. Yeah, I thought he got off. I'm sorry. Wait, what is this? Hello? <laughs> Hello? What's Hello? What? Hello? Why am I in the spreadsheet show? Why are you in the spreadsheet show? I was in my show. I didn't move. You. I didn't move you. Yeah, I didn't even know you could do that. I'm going back to my show now. Hey, buddy. Okay. Have fun. Sorry, I recorded on your time. Yeah, lock yourself in the channel so no one can move move you. Maybe that's what someone did. I don't know. All right, bye. Okay, yeah, that was that was the spreadsheet show trolling me. Um, <laughs> to the spreadsheet show. Um, all right, so yeah, what, what were we talking about? Uh, Oh, that that one guy that talked—the first guy that talked to you, by the way—that was that was Jody B. The first guy you heard. Okay. Yeah, that was Jody B. Um, I don't know who it was. Like seven people in there listening to that, and one of them decided to add me in Discord. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That was, that was weird. That was like that was an accidental crossover episode. <laughs> <laughs> watch this! Watch this! Watch this! Crossover episode. Yeah. Crossover episode. Cops are pretty bad. Uh, Where are we recording? Why does someone keep moving Brandon? <laughs> you heard that, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Um. So we did the shoutouts. I'm dude, I'm still lost right now. My head was wearing off and everything. Uh, so we did the shoutouts. First up is why? How'd you pick the name Lalo Gatsby? Well, Lalo is my last name, uh, and that's what all my friends call me because um, I never really went by Andrew that much. I mean, I have friends that will call me Andrew, but it was mainly always like Yo Lalo. You know, what I mean, because um, I hang out with dirt bags. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Uh, shout out to all of my friends and all my family. I love you all so much. Um, but the second name Gatsby is because Gat the Great Gatsby was my favorite book I ever read in school. Above all the fucking books they made us read, Catcher in the Rye, 
uh, The Giver, all those books. Great Gatsby was like, you know, it was that book that connected with me. You know what I mean? I don't know why it just like I always loved it. The fuck the romanticism in it. Um the modernism. It's just always it always stuck with me for some reason. I was like, you know, I'm gonna make that part of my name, make it mean something. It's pretty sick. The great Gatsby. Thank you. The great Gatsby. The great Lotlo. <laughs> Nice. So my buddy Johnny says, uh, changes every, every year for people. It's one of those plants that will bring problems in mental state to the surface whenever it may be. Couldn't smoke it for a long time. Needed to relearn how to feel before I could. And then he also asked if I'm in a rocking chair. No, I'm not. Uh, it's a little chair that leans back and forth and I rock because autism or something. I don't know. Too hyper. Um, <laughs> and he also says, same with Gatsby, it resonates. Hmm. Sweet. Interesting. Thanks, Johnny. Hmm. I don't know how to say his actual name. I can't remember. He told me a while ago and I had trouble saying it. I think it was Ianni or something. I can't remember. So I, I, he told me to call him Johnny. That's what I did. Okay, then that's what we're going to call him because I can't. I can't. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do reading. I just can't. I That's just cool. can't. Ma and Pa and Cousin Pa won't let me. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Southern viewers. <laughs> <laughs> <They're already. laughs> so how did you start making music? Um, and all... I mean, I always been interested in music my whole life. I always wanted to do something, whether it be, you know, I wanted to originally I wanted to get into rock and roll, and uh, you know, kind of develop with that, write songs, and you know, learn how to play. Um, but at a certain point, I realized that was a lot of effort, and I wasn't really wasn't willing to put it in. Um, then that kind of changed when I met the homie Doozy D. Um, you know, we became friends in school and shit. And after a while, you know, I heard him rapping for I was for a while. I was like, you know, I think I want to do that. <laughs> he was like, dude, you should. And I, I started, um, you know, just writing, you know, stupid little rhymes in class and detention and you know shit like that. Um, and after a while, you know, I started getting, you know, nice with it. I was like, you know, I think I could actually make something cool with this. So me and Doozy started collabing together, really writing. We wrote so many hundreds, thousands of songs together that we never recorded, never even did anything with that were lost years ago. But it's crazy because of how far we've come between, you know, Starting at just, you know, hanging out, writing raps, going to recording the songs on some iPhone headphones, hanging in my closet just just because we had to record something and we didn't have no money for the studio. So we were like, fuck it, connect the headphones, put it in a box in the closet. We got a studio. And that's what we did. And it we did a few pretty good songs. There were songs that we dropped back then that have more songs I mean more views than songs we dropped recently it was crazy and then after a while 
you know, we got more skills. We, you know, got more confident in ourselves. And we finally, you know, started going to actual studios and actually professionally recording our tracks. And at a certain point, I even started making tracks. I started producing beats. And that and just, that was like, n- n- no pun intended, but that was instrumental to me. <laughs> it was, it came to me so naturally. And I loved to do, and I loved doing it. And that all leads up to now. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, I mm-hmm. make music myself. And uh, I recently just got told by somebody uh, that it's all generic. And they hate generic. So, well, <laughs> taking that into consideration, but at the same time, I really don't give a fuck what they think. Yeah, because seriously, who fucking cares? You know what I mean? I get every once in a while, I'll get a comment, you know, because most of the time when I ask for opinions, you know, or, you know, people just give me their opinion, it's usually pretty positive. They'll give me key pointers on things that I need to work on. But I had somebody tell me recently, someone in my family, you know, it, yeah, fuck it, who am I trying to hide? It was my little cousin. He tells me, he's like, you know, why are you trying to do, like, rap? You know, you're white. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, you can't, you can't look at it with that lens, man. You have to stand back objectively and realize that I'm not you know, I'm doing it because it's my passion. You know what I mean? It's like, why don't you do rock and roll or something? I'm like, motherfucker, don't get me started. I already went through this bridge with myself. I'm like, I figured out I want to do rap. He was like, well, all right, but I'm just letting you know that, you know, I basically got the same thing. It sounds generic. That's basically what he said. That's basically what I got, too. Yeah. It's rough. Little bastard. I, that shit, but I got mine from an asshole who never tells the truth, so I don't know what to think from that. Um, he literally oh, always yeah. says, don't take anything I say seriously. Um, <laughs> that's Anthony from the Who's Right podcast. Fuck you, Anthony. I make better music. <laughs> than you. Um, hater. <laughs> hater. <laughs> hater. Um, pour up some haterade for you. Haterade. Is that Mountain Dew? Just kidding, it's Mountain Dew. <laughs> cool. Oh, so. How can you tell me, what can you tell me about uh, Raw Life Gang Records and Equal Vision Productions? Um, well, in essence, Raw Life Gang is the record label that I started a couple years ago uh, when I was doing my solo dolo thing. I just, I conceived it originally just as like, you know, a little thing like, you know, like, oh, Raw Life Gang, you know, because we smoke, the, the origin of it is because since you know i was like 16 i've been smoking raw papers um and you know that's pretty much all i want to smoke i don't really like uh, smoking bongs that much or i hate smoking blunts um so i was like you know what that's you know that's gonna be the gang raw life gang that's what we do we all smoke raw papers and after a while it's like you know what that's pretty cool rlg i'm like you know what rlg records there we go then, after a while, me and Doozy link back up, and he tells me that he has an idea for his company, Even Vision Productions, which, after a while, we figured out we have the perfect 
duo for this because we have the recording aspect, which is obviously, you know, the vocal artists, then the production, the production aspect, which is the producers making the beats for the RLG artists. So we're like, boom, that's a perfect fucking dynamic right there. That's cool. Right. So we'll, that's where we merge after a certain point, we merged the two. So it's RLG EVP. <laughs> Sick. All right, cool. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, nice, nice. Um, so you talked about uh, signing some artists, or? Well, I mean, because after, since, like the inception of the companies, we have on our roster right now me, Doozy, Eddie G, and Rome Contois. Um, we. There are a couple people on the sidelines that I've been seeing that, you know, I kind of want to, I want to see them do more because, you know, I, you can just see it in a person when they have that, you know, want to really do something like they chase after it. And, you know, that's really when it comes down to it, that's what we really need is people that really, really want it and that are hungry enough to try and chase it. So I'm looking at them. And I kind of want to see what their plan is for like the next couple months, if they're going to proceed with it, if they don't like it and they're going to leave it behind and pursue something else. But if they do continue with it and want to take it further, I want to talk to them and give them the option be like, hey, man, listen, rock. If you, if you want, you can rock with us, because obviously right now, you know, we're not famous. We're not rich. We're not in a position to be handing out contracts or anything like that at this point it's just a thing of you know a mutual agreement between you know parties until you know until the snowball starts getting bigger shit starts getting more serious and then you know we implement contracts and stuff like that you know i mean it's because any any small business owner will tell you you know i mean you have to start with nothing Hmm. and then build it into something yeah, you know what I mean. So we're kind of working on developing our platform, and then once we get a little more popularity, you know, kind of get more serious about it and get talk to these guys on the sidelines, be like, "Listen, you know, the, we're the ball is rolling. You know, you can either join us or get the fuck off." <laughs> For real? Yeah, no, you definitely want to get people who are serious involved. Like somebody's just gonna join and do nothing with it. Or like just, you know, quit halfway through something or get that, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Hearing that strange noise again. The the, the ghost tapping, right? Yes, exactly. Yes, I'm getting a little feedback back on my end, too. Okay. Um, All right, we'll figure out what's going on. Uh, tell, Tell me about your new track last night. Last ride, that is a that was honestly a crazy that was the track on the album that really stood out more than any other track on there because it just the energy of it was like you know, that song you hear every once in a while that really like catches that vibe with you that you know gives you that feeling of like power and you know. You know, I don't know. It's hard. it's really hard to explain. It's like a ballad almost. You know what I mean? And when 
I made the beat. I knew I had to get all my people together that were willing that were willing to murder it and fucking murder it. And that is exactly what happened, man. Everybody that was on that track did what they were supposed to do, and they did it perfectly. I couldn't have asked for a better performance from anybody else on that song. Okay. Yeah, the something weird is missing right now. You got all digital, and the noise is way worse. Uh, how's your battery looking? You have to throw some headphones on. That's where I'm going. <laughs> yep. Here we go. Are we good? All right. How are we hearing? I hear you so much better. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's amazing. All right. Cool. Uh, so, um, um, so well, do you want to thank anybody for where you are right now? Oh, hell yeah. I want to, above all, I want to thank my team. Not just the people from RLG and EVP, but like the people that were down with me from the beginning, which is Doozy, obviously. He's in the house, by the way. He's just being quiet. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, Rome, Teddy, uh, BO8 Studios, they did a huge part in it. Sean Dizzy Blade. He was always there making sure everything was tuned perfectly. And furthermore, my family, my people that I come from, um, you know, people like I have to shout them out by name. Joey, Cheyenne, Haley, Walter, Nessa. Who else am I forgetting? Fuck, I can already see them getting mad when I share this. Um, uh, I'll I'll shout out Pinpin. That's a weird one. That's a weird name for a person I know, but that's what his name. What up, Pin? Um, uh, who else? Shout out Ant. Shout out, uh, you know what? Fuck it. Just shout out everybody who I like, who likes me, who I'm even and equal with and that I'm good with. Is that work? Can I, did I cover all my bases? Do you think? I think so. I think so. All right. That covers it. So nobody can get fucking mad at me if I didn't shout you out in this video. Do you think of anybody else I should shout out? I can't think of anybody either. Shout out, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. That'll work. That'll work. Uh, do you believe in God? Do I believe in God? Ghosts. Ghosts. Yes. Yes. 100%. I believe in ghosts. Do you have any spooky ghost stories? Um. Yes, I do. <clears throat> um. After I clear the shit out of my throat and ask Doozy to brush me on smoke. Um, so this is a story that I believe we told last time we were on the show. Um, should I tell that one about the Mercy Brown truck or should I tell a different one? Um, probably tell a different one because yeah. that, episode, that episode literally came out last Friday. This one will come oh, really? out in a couple weeks. I mean, I mean, you could tell you could retell it, but tell a, if you got a better one, tell that one. I think I got a better one. Um, let's see. Let me run through my mental archives. So, all right, yeah, I got a good one. So, this one was with 
the homie Doozy, as usual. We went to a graveyard in North Kingstown. Um, I don't even have to say the name of the graveyard or where it is. If you know the area, you already know the fucking graveyard I'm talking about. So we go there one night um, to, you know, fuck around, see if we could see anything, uh, smoke a blunt, you know, usual kid stuff. So we pull up and, you know, shut the car off, turn all the lights off so the cops can't see. And we're like, all right, start rolling up a blunt. And like, all right, so, you know, sitting there just, you know, shooting the shit, rolling the blunt. We light it up, and we're passing it around. And out of nowhere, like, I'm, like, just looking, you know, out the side window. I'm all high and shit. Don't let that affect the judgment of this. Um, I'm looking out the window, and I see, like, what looks like just... Like a ball of like, not like light, but like energy. That makes sense. All right. And I see it like you know, just sitting there doing its thing. It looks like a little ball of mist. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, is there something on the glass? And like, I'm like scratching the glass. As soon as I do that, it starts fucking flexing towards us. I'm like, yo, stop the car, go, go, go. He's like, what the fuck? I'm like, go. There's a ball of mist chasing after us. I'm like, wow. I'm like, there's a ball of mist chasing after us. Get going. Why the fuck are we scared of a ball of mist? <laughs> I don't know, man. Just go. And we skirted off out of there. But th- here's the thing, though, is that there's... Th- I didn't want to say it at the time, but there was deeper meaning to why I was scared. Because I haven't... This wasn't the first time I'd been to this graveyard. And this wasn't the freakiest shit that happened to me. The real freaky story, you see how I do that? I make you think the first story is going to be the crazy one, but the follow-up story is really the crazy one. I'm a good storyteller. Anyway, the real scary shit that made me freak the fuck out and want us to get out of there that I didn't want to be there anymore was the previous time I went there. I was My buddy told me the story that he was there with his brothers and shit, and they were sitting in the car, and out of nowhere they hear like... On the trunk, like on the trunk of the car. And they're like, yo, what the fuck? Like, that's fucking weird. It's got a pattern to it and shit. And then I know it's just on the fucking trunk. And it's like, oh my fucking God. And then, you know, big scare. They get out of there, all that. So we're there in somebody else's car. And that starts happening. We start hearing on the trunk and my boy who experienced that before was with us he's like freaking out he's like oh my god it's happening again he's freaking the fuck out i'm like hey you, you you're a bitch and then the my boy who was driving the car was freaked the fuck out i was like he's like shit fuck that i'm moving to a different spot and as soon as he starts up the car and pulls away it obviously stops so as we're making our way through the graveyard we come around a corner now, this is where I felt like I was just losing my shit at this point. I was just going insane. And I think I was because we come around the corner and we see like the shadows of two bodies hanging from a tree. I'm like, man, I'm high as shit. What the fuck? Is there bodies hanging from the fucking trees? And they're like, no, I see that shit too. I'm like, what the fuck? Then out of nowhere, 
the bodies like stop hanging from the trees and like the shadows start moving close to us. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I swear, man, if I was alone, I would have swore it was because I was high, but other people seen that shit and it was, it was real. And we got the fuck out of there. We screwed ass. And that is why I told this motherfucker to hit the gas because I don't like shit charging me, especially shit that I can't fight off. What am I going to do? Throw a fucking cross at a ghost? Throw a bottle (laughs) of holy water? I don't have either of those things. I'm fucked. So where was this? Um, It was at this graveyard in uh, North Kingstown. It's right off of Post Road. Um, And it's like people who, you know, from like Warwick, uh, NK, North Kingstown, East Greenwich, you know, it's like a thing around here. You know, you go there and you're like, you know, some spooky shit happens. But the really sketchy part about it is why people always go there is because in the way back of the graveyard. Yo, was that smoke I just saw? Yeah. Somebody just, that was smoke. Yeah. He's smoking smoking a cigarette. Dude, I just seriously just (laughs) saw something in the camera. It was like, it was like a shadowy something. Okay, I see that. (laughs) (laughs) You were telling this story, and that had that. Well, <laughs> that was like what? <laughs> yeah, and look, I as I seen him doing. <laughs> as I'm seeing him do it, it looks fucking eerie. Like just to see it go across the top corner here. There, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> that shit was fucking hilarious. Oh my god! But um, yeah, no, it's like uh, after you get past all these graves you go to the very back of this graveyard there's just a field there and what that field is is just a field of unmarked graves it's just a pit that they threw dead bodies in because they couldn't identify them from something i don't know some possibly a war not a historian um but yeah it's just a field of dead bodies and you know That's pretty sketchy, but it's like, yo, let's go check out the field of bodies. You know, one of those kid things. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there were some weird little fucks around here. Don't ever forget it. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there, man. Uh, All right, cool. That that was fun. That made me laugh and uh, spoopy and all that, so that was fun. Yeah. Uh, Definitely a good cold open. Uh, yeah, that was cold open worthy for sure. Mm. All right, I cool. think so. <laughs> um, all right, fantastic. So, what are what are some of your musical influences? Um, musical influences. Um, man, I got a lot. St- st- fucking stemming all the way from Tupac back to Leonard Skinner. Um, literally all over the chart but the biggest ones that had a lot of influence over me as an artist recording wise um would definitely be people like uh <clears throat> like meek mill um most deaf uh wiz khalifa and uh definitely a lot of uh, a lot of tupac a lot of tupac okay yeah I hate old school rap <laughs> really <laughs> Can't stand it. There's something about it just depresses me. It makes me sad. Yeah, I understand that. 
gets me in a bad mood and everything. I just can't stand it. Um, that <laughs> mostly the sound of it, like it's not the lyrics or anything. It's just like the the music, the instrumentals. Yeah, gets me in a bad mood. Hmm. I can understand that. Yeah, because it, it kind of gives off that harsh energy. Because you know there was there was nothing peaceful about hip hop in the nineties. <laughs> no, 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 no. There was nobody rapping about peace. It was you know. TikTok gunshot, you bitch suck my big cock. <laughs> she can get in the pickup and suck the dick up till she hiccup. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's crazy. I, I love that song. <laughs> I don't know what it is, and I don't ever plan to, so <laughs> you call me. Uh, all right, cool. <laughs> so what can you tell me about your song Troublesome 19? Troublesome 19, that was a heavy Tupac influence right there. It was um, based and inspired by um, Troublesome 96 by Tupac because um, this, when I, when I made it, it was kind of that buildup of, you know, stuff going on. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like halfway through the year last year, we knew that there was a storm coming. We didn't know what it was, but we knew that some shit was going to go down. And when I made the song, I'm like kind of thinking in my head, I'm like, man, I feel like the world's going to shit. I feel like, you know, kind of want to call it out a bit and call out the fact that people, you know, really shit on hip hop and really just the culture. I'm like, man, I got to make something to make a statement. Now I'm like, man, let me, let me go into my deep archives and pull out how I really feel. And I pulled out that really harsh energy from Troublesome '96. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hit them with the heavy shit. Sweet. Yeah, I checked mm. it out, man. It was a good one. I, I mm. like, I like the beat. Um, I, I didn't listen too much for the lyrics. Like on first listen, I never do. I yeah, just listen for like the flow and if it rhymes good and everything. And it was a good song. I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, thanks. But, um, yeah, definitely be given a second chance. Ooh, thank you. And it's funny too because it's an it's I made it with an old school vibe and you like it. Yeah. Ha! I do a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, but for real, man, I appreciate that. Thank you for that. It was good. It's all right. Looks. Um. Yeah. Uh so do you have a car? I do and I am currently sitting in it. What? Are you really? Yeah, it's uh 06 Ford Ranger. Bro, I thought you were in like a room or something. When you said you could turn the light up and shit, I, de- I your background definitely looks like you're in a bedroom. Does it really? <laughs> I kind of guess so. Yeah, this is my back windshield. It's just so dark. It looked like you were sitting behind some sort of something. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't yeah, that's why it was so dim. <laughs> yeah, shit. That's why, like, I'm trying to lean back as much as I can because if I sit forward like this too much. You kind of see the shadow of my big ass fucking Italian nose. Yeah. So I kind of got to like off put that. So I gotta stay way the fuck back here. You know, I I definitely thought you were in like a house uh, with like some really ambient light, and you just didn't have anything better. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a dome light. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> See, you I got, got my roof s- caving in and everything. Yep. 
it's a Ford, so you know what I mean? It's not in the best shape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. I mean, well, you sound good, so that's all right. Mm. Uh, so what do you think about when you're alone in your car? Um, shit. Mostly when I'm alone in here, because I'm not going to lie, I do spend a lot of time in here. I hang out in here a lot, mainly because, you know, it's it's mine. You know, my I own it. It's my kingdom. So I could do what I want in here. I could take all my clothes off and sit butt ass naked in the driver's seat and steer with my dick if I feel like it. It's my <laughs> truck. <laughs> so when I'm in here, I think about, well, a lot of that, but mostly just, you know, <laughs> mo- I mostly just try and uh, focus on, you know, w- on uh, kind of like working on music. You know what I mean? When I'm in here, I'm either working on a beat or writing a song, or even, you know, I'll be in here, I'll come in here to, you know, write a sketch or something like that, or write some stand-up material. It's, you know, kind of that space that, you know, it's like a safe zone almost, where I can, you know, artistically create. Okay. I get that. Yeah, I I used to like to sit in my car a lot, too, like after work and stuff, I'd sit in my car for hours, and Mm. then I got a kick-ass computer set up, so now I sit in my room for hours. Yeah. So yeah, I don't do that anymore. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, because I do have a room in my house that, like, you know, I'll go in there and I'll, you know, I'll smoke out and shit and work on, you know, beats, you know, all the shit that I work on in here. But you know, in here, it just takes on a, it's a different vibe. You know what I mean? It's like I can really control the vibe when I'm in here. I've always wanted like a cop car set up in my car, like you know how they get the laptop they can just fold up and shit. Like a yeah. full-powered 3G, 4G laptop with the internet and shit. But yeah. The 4G. Yeah. See, now, it's cool because I kind of used to have a setup like that. Like, if, like, for, you know, you probably don't know, but I have my phone kind of, like, zip-tied to my visor, to my passenger side visor right now. Um, and that's because they're used. To, I used to have my iPad um, zip-tied right there. So, like, if I'm just chilling in my truck, I could just pull it up and, like, watch a movie. Or if I'm driving, I could just fucking have that playing music and just charge up my phone. So, it was cool. I kind of did have that little setup. But at the same time, it got sketchy. If I'm, like, you know, if I'm, like, driving like this and I go to search a song like this and I pass a cop, I think I'm going to get pulled the fuck over. (laughs) I'm surprised I didn't. I'm literally shocked that I did not. Dude, I have a crazy setup of my car. Like, I 3D printed my own phone holder where I just plop my drug. I just, I don't know. I might have one I can show you. Uh, so, like, I 3D printed this and this. Yeah. And I can just drop my phone in it. And huh. I have a wire that comes out the bottom where it goes in right here and it just starts charging my phone. And I have this mounted in my car. I have like three of these things I made. And I mounted this on my car. It's so where it sits. And, like, fuck, I just moved my mic. <laughs> And it points at me. It's angled to point at me, so I don't have to touch it. And I can live stream, video chat, do whatever I want. And I can look at the road, and people can see me perfectly. And then I can look at the screen and everything. Like, I don't have to touch it. I don't have to fuck with texting and driving. That uh, is perfect. That is the perfect setup. And I have a switch. On, I have the, You know those, like, switches they use for, like, NOS and shit? Those, like, yes. Ra- like, like, radio cap switches? Yeah. Like, I got one of those right here. Like a fighter jet? Yeah, I have three of those. One controls my siren. I have a siren on my car. Um, I also have emergency lights, like uh, red and yellow, like tow truck lights. Um, 
and then I I I uh, one controls my GPS and the other one controls my phone charger. And I'll be at the gas station all the time. Yo, you got NOS in this thing? I'll be like, yeah, fucker, you want to race? It's a Saturn. <laughs> and I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> it's a, wait, it's a Saturn? Yeah. Dude, this whole I'll, time I'm thinking you have a fucking Crown Vic. <laughs> no. No, it's a Saturn Ion, black. People think people roll up thinking I got a sleeper. It's like, nah, dude, that just controls the GPS. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is so fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. See, now, it's funny because... It's weird. People will sometimes think I, I'm a cop. Like I don't know why. If, if it's just because it's how Ford designs their headlights, but one of my buddies one time that was that sold me weed. He's like, like I'm following him to my house, and he doesn't know I'm behind him. I'm just like, yo, meet me at my crib. He's like, all right, word. And he's driving there, and I'm behind him. I'm like, oh shit, that's that's him. And he turns onto my road. And then instead of keep going straight to go to my house, he bangs her right. I'm like, uh, okay. So I turn with him. And he goes in, down the street, turns around, and comes up my street. And I'm, I'm like, what the fuck is this kid doing? <laughs> and then finally, he pulls over in front of my house. And I, like, pull up behind him because he's, bu- he's blocking my driveway. I get out of my truck. I walk up to his car. This motherfucker is sitting here with his license and registration out, ready to hand it to me. <laughs> I look at him. He looks at me like, dog, I thought you was the fucking cops. I'm like, what? He's like, dude, you look like a fucking cop car. I'm like, I have a pickup truck. I'm like, how does it look like a cop car? He's like, I don't know, bro. You just scared the shit out of me, buddy. Here you go. And he gives me the weed and dips off and shit. I'm like, huh. That's why everybody drives so slow in front of me at night. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost like I hate driving at night because like I never know who's behind me. I can't tell the difference between cop lights. I, I can tell tail light difference, but like front headlights, I can never fucking tell the difference. So I'm like, somebody's behind me. Fuck, it's probably a cop. I'll just go thirty. Yeah. See, now the fucked up thing is, yo, is that like when we were kids, like when I was like fourteen, like thirteen, fourteen, they everybody was still driving Crown Vicks. So at that point, you know, I tried to you know, get it in my brain what the Crown Vic headlights look like. You know, like, you know, you got the little orange light, then the bigger headlight, then the smaller orange light off to the side. So I'm like, all right, I'll learn to look out for that. I finally get that imprinted in my brain. The next fucking year later, they come out with the fucking Ford Explorers that have the fucking total different headlights. I'm like, great. Now I got to remember those ones. I remember those ones look like the next year they come out with the next model. With different hells. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, I can't keep up with this shit anymore. Yeah, the Dodge Chargers, yeah. (laughs) It's fucking... Oh, yeah, and the Chargers. Oh, the Chargers are the ones you gotta look out for in Rhode Island, because those are gonna be the states. Well, no, uh, because Coventry police have Chargers, too. Yep, that's right. I forgot forgot Coventry had Chargers. Most police in Rhode Island have Chargers. Yeah, it's weird, because I live in East Greenwich. And they only have the uh, explorers, and they have them like to the point where it's like you half the time you can't even tell if it's a fucking cop car. And it's like you living in Tennessee, dude. Nowhere to lie, they were driving around Ford Focuses, unmarked, unmarked, like regular ass civilian license plate Ford Focuses. Dude, that's fucked up. With like full top lights and everything, there was no roof rack. They were all hidden behind the windshield and shit. You could it was it looked like a regular civilian car. Pulling people you, over. What the? That's so fucked up. What the hell? Dude, they're doing that in Rhode Island now. I've seen it. I've seen it in Coventry. 
Oh my god! Of course, they're driving, around, they're driving around civilian vehicles, taking pulling people over. No, 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 no markings on the car. Not even like shaded, faded markings. No markings. It just literally looks like you're fucking. Looks you're like fucking it's a, Uncle it has a regular car. license plate, a regular Rhode Island license plate. It's not a government plate. It's it's a regular Rhode Island license plate. The only the only way you can some of them don't even have like the antennas. Like they have uh, no antennas at all. Some. Um, usually you can spot an unmarked car by the antennas. Uh, yeah. but I seen one pull somebody over, had no antennas on it. That's fucked up. See, now yeah, that's they'll be that's... driving around FedEx trucks in the next couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> for real. I'm scared, man. You gotta watch out for the ice cream and the Dells, man. They're gonna bust our motherfucking ass. It's fucked up because if you like, you know, it's talked about all the time. And it's so fucked up. You look at countries like Europe, you know what I mean? They have, their cop cars are like designed to stick out so that if you need a cop, you know where to find a motherfucking cop. Yeah. In America, you have to search like you're looking for fucking Waldo to find a goddamn cop. Yep. It's scary, dude. It really is, man. Cause like shit, I remember a couple of years ago, I had a really scary encounter with the cops. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it, uh, I'm going to clarify right now. I wasn't the one in the crosshairs, but I seen the one in the crosshairs was one of my best friends. And he almost got his whole shit aired out on fucking 95 South. What? Yeah. So check this shit out. So, all right. First of all, I'm going to say there was huge fault on our end. It was me and my buddy. And we're driving down 95 South, going to Connecticut. And, you know, we're uh, we're doing uh, approximately, you know, like 95 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> 95 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> so, and then, you know, we, we're driving down and, you know, there's one of those little of, official use stops right there. And, of course, you know, one of the wolves are sitting right there. And we're like, oh, great. Yeah, he, he didn't just fucking see that or anything. So... Naturally, he pulls out, gets right up on our motherfucking ass, and pulls us to the side of the road. And he walks up to the car, and I'm he walks up on the passenger's side. Um, and I'm smoking a cigarette. And the first thing he says is, put that the fuck out now. I'm like, oh, you're one of those. So, like, I, the ashtray is full. So I'm like, fuck it, I just drop it out the window. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, yep, that was a dumb move. Sorry, I get out and I grab it. Get back in the truck, put it in the full ashtray, try and smush it down. And he says, all right, I'm going to let you know right now. If I find anything, I'm going to fuck you, and I'm going to fuck you hard. He said all that? He said verbatim. That is exactly what this cop said to us. And I look at him like, word. He's um, a statey, right? Yeah. Fucking the boot boys. Fucking bitch. But anyway... He, um, he's like, all right, if I find anything, I'm going to fuck you and I'm going to fuck you hard. And we were straight up, we were like, dude, honestly, you know, you're going to find something, whether it be a roach, a nug, a bag that we just dropped, forgot about, lost. You're, we told him, you're going to find something. It's, you know, he's like, all right, get out of the car. He tells me to get out of the car. He, you know, pats me down and shit, grabs up on my nuts, tries to get my number, all that shit. Um, so after he pats me down, he's like, 
all right, you stay right here. And he tells my buddy who's driving, he's like, all right, now you get out. I'm going to search you. Now, here's where shit kind of started to go downhill. Um, in the car, there was a BB gun pistol that was tucked between the seats because we were fucking with it earlier that day and we were going to go shoot it in Connecticut at my mom's house. So we were just like, yeah, we'll just tuck it there for now. Um, so uh, my buddy goes to get out and it falls from the seat. Oof. The cop sees the gun fall from the seat and pulls his gun and says, get on the fucking ground now. Get on the fucking ground now. And fucking, my buddy is like, okay, get on. He gets on the ground. He turns around, goes to me, get on there. I'm already gone on the ground. He's like, oh, stay on the ground. They fucking, <laughs> I'm like, ah, yeah, I ain't fucking with it. Yep, I'm on the ground. He goes over to my buddy. He cuffs him, throws him on the hood of his truck. He's like, you understand? I almost blew your fucking head off. I almost aired your shit out. I almost busted a cap in your ass. I'm like, dude, you're a white cop. Why are you talking to him like this? He's literally saying shit like, we would say is like, I almost busted a cap in your ass. I'm like, damn, all right, my bad, 50 cent. So <laughs> he gets pissed, sees that it's a BB gun, flips the fuck out. He is irate at this point. He sees it's a BB gun. It's like, motherfucker, kicks the fucking door in. He's like, I literally almost fucking killed you. So he puts my buddy in the in his car. Now he gets in the car and you know, the cop is blasting country music after he was just saying, I almost busted a cap in your motherfucking ass. We're like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> what, what the fuck? Is... Anyway, so then they take me and they put me in a different car. By the way, four cop cars showed up for this little event, might I add. Um, they put me in a different car and I'm sitting there shaking like a motherfucker because I'm having the the worst anxiety attack to end all anxiety attacks right now in this moment and to add on to that anxiety his little cop radio is in the seat next to me and the volume is turned all the way the fuck up so not only am I sitting here having a massive anxiety attack but I'm hearing in my fucking ear the whole time I'm sitting there. My nose is starting to itch. I'm like, when will this hell end? Fucking. Then finally, one of the cops comes to, you know, talk to me. He pulls me out of the car. He's like, what happened? It's like some old fat ass motherfucker. He's like, oh, what happened? I'm like, well, my friend almost got his whole face blown off because they found a BB gun in the car. And then he asked me, he's like, all right, well, what's this? What's this about? And he's grabbing on this chain I had on. I had a Dream Chasers Meek Mill chain on. Because, okay. you know, I fuck with Meek Mill. And he's like, what's this about? And I'm like, it's, it's a Dream Chasers chain. He's like, Dream Chasers, what's that? I'm like, it's a record label. It's a record label, my Meek Mill. And he's like, oh, shit, we got the next Slim Shady over here. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I looked at him dead in his eye and said, put me the fuck back in the car. Right now. Put me back in the car. And then he fucking turns and he puts me back in the car and slams the door. I'm like, ah, fuck you. Slim Shady. Not Slim Shady. <laughs> that had me fucked up. Then an hour later, one hour later, they take us both out. And they put us on, like, the push bar yep. on the front. Sit us on that. And they're like, 
And, you know, the cop that originally stopped us comes up to us. And he's like, I told you if I found anything, I was going to fuck you. And I found something. What he found was three little baby nugs and a pack of cigarettes that I, like, saved for some stupid reason or another. But he counted that against us. He was like, that's a $150 citation for marijuana. Gives, gives that to me. Then he goes to my buddy, hands him a packet this fucking thick. And it's like, here are your citations. One for marijuana, and then one's for your taillights, headlights, exhaust, stickers, your cracked windshield, fucking has something to do with his tires. Fucking, uh, I don't even know. It's wound up to be like $2,000 in fines. That's fucking wild. Isn't it? And then to add on to that, here's, here's where the story gets relevant. So then he's like, all right, here you go. And he tries to hand them to us. And we're looking at him like, really? He's like, oh, yeah, you're wearing handcuffs. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to uncuff you first, pointing to me. He's like, because you're the lesser asshole. I'm like, he hasn't said two fucking words to you. <clears throat> I'm like, all right. So he tells me to turn around, bend over. I turn around, bend over. He uncuffs me. I turn around, sit back down. And he tells my buddy, turn around, bend over, stand up, bend over. Stand up, bend over, stand up. I look at him, I'm like, dude, really? Seriously? And the whole time he's telling him to do this, he's like twisting the cuffs in the opposite direction he's bending. So like, it's like, he's like fucking up. Yeah, he's like fucking up his wrist. Yo, he finally, I look at him, I'm like, dude, really? Just fucking uncuff him. He's like, whatever. And he fucking uncuffs him. He's like, all right, get the fuck out of here. We get in the truck. I look at his wrists, yo, they're all fucking red and there's a little bit of blood coming out. Fucked up. I was like, damn, man, what the fuck? And fucking, we go to fucking pull off and they drive past us all with their sounds like, whoop, whoop, whoop. We're like, fuck you. I'm like, what the fuck? I need a cigarette. Where are my cigarettes? And I'm looking around for our cigarettes. I'm like, we each had a pack. Where the fuck are they? I look behind the seat like this. And there were just two cigarettes sitting on top of the sub box. And then the rest of them sprawled all about the rest of the back seat. Well, there wasn't a back seat, but the behind area of the seat. So they just took our packs and was like, and then grabbed two and put them right on the sub for us. That's fucking brutal. What? That's what I said. I'm like, yo, I'm like, did this really just fucking happen to us? Like, my God, this is fucking ridiculous. And surely, you know, we moved on with life and we're still telling that story to this day. And people have the same response every time. Like, damn, that shit's fucked up. But why the fuck were you driving 95 miles an hour? <laughs> yeah. 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 Not going to lie. We uh, provoked enough. life out on you. Yo, he was fucking mad, man. He kicked my buddy's door on his truck. He kicked it shut. Why didn't you, like, take this guy to court? You know, we were, like, thinking about it. We were, like, you know, what happened to us was, you know, was fucked up. You know, it wasn't, you know, it obviously wasn't no George Floyd shit. But, you know, it's I mean. still police brutality. It's not still like, blue- on the same level, but. It's still police, police brutality, though. Yeah. 
And so in retrospect, we always talk about it like, man, we should have fucking, we should have took action with that shit. We should have tried to take him to court or something, man. Because, man, if we had done that shit, maybe, maybe it would have been one less violent crime that a cop had committed today. Maybe. Maybe. And that's a big fucking maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy though. Like, holy shit, dude. I know. Never been so scared in my fucking life. I literally thought I was going to see my friend fucking die in that moment. Yo, I keep a BB gun in my, in my car, like, all the time. It's uh, not a... It's it's one of them sh- that shoots the metal the metal pellets. Yeah. Um, And it uses CO2. And uh, yep. I, ha- I keep it in my trunk, like, hidden inside of a bag of my shit that I never moved into my house when I moved from Tennessee. It's just stayed in that bag. And I always keep it in there just in fucking case. It's always loaded, and it's always got a thick, you know, it's someone it's someone you put the cartridge of CO two in, and yep. screw it in to activate the cartridge. So it's always yeah. partially screwed in, right, right to the point where it needs to be activated. So all yep. I have to do in a moment, if somebody's trying to rob me or some fucking shit, I don't know when I'd use it, but all I have to do is just turn it, and it's good. Like, yeah. I, like you can, you can fucking kill someone with one of those things. Like, oh you, hell yeah, shoot them in the eye, you're done. You're, you're, yeah, maybe not dead, but if if I shoot you in the eye with that thing, you're not getting back up. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like if you go up to somebody like point blank like this, like and shoot it in them, that shit's gonna go inside. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, bone is strong, but I don't know if it's strong enough to stop that. Metal? I, no, like that's CO two. Like that's powerful. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's getting projected pretty fucking hard. So I don't think you know. I think if you go up to somebody point blank and just I mean, it probably it's gonna do some damage. I heard a ridiculous statistic um, a couple years ago. I heard it on some TV show because they were talking about I don't know, shooting a guy in the dick, like fucking. And somebody threw out the stupid statistic, like, well, actually, uh, if a full-grown male gets shot in the genitals, he can run over a mile before he bleeds out. I'm like, motherfucker. Show me the man that will get shot in the dick and still be able to run a fucking mile. Show me that man. Introduce yeah. me to him. Yeah, that's 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 not factoring in a couple other things. Like <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of forgetting about the whole pain aspect. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, listen, I'm sorry, but I've been kicked in the nuts, and the last thing I wanted to do afterwards was run a fucking marathon. Yeah, like that's like <laughs> that's I've never had it happen to me. I've had close calls. Like being sack tapped and shit in like middle school, you know, I've had I've felt that I felt minor pain from that. Uh, but oh, like I can't imagine the 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 amount the, the amount of pressure you feel in your stomach when that happens, like it just goes right to you, drops you. Yeah, it's like if man, I I've had my nuts hurt so bad to the point where I was like, yo, I gotta go sit on the toilet and shit this out. Like <laughs> that's just activated something. <laughs> Yeah, there was this kid. You remember like sack tapping, right? Yeah. Oh hell yeah! In like school, yeah. uh, when I was in middle school, this one dude sack tapped a kid so bad he can't have kids no more. <laughs> oh yeah, them fucking not like, but like. <laughs> yeah, no, it was bad. Like there was an entire school assembly about it. Like no <laughs> sack tapped anybody again. They were like, they they went hard. Like they actually used his name and everything. They were like, no, this you did this to this kid. You're going to fucking jail. And this kid can't have kids anymore. You fucked his whole life up because you did that shit. 
And I called it sack tapping. They went, they didn't, they didn't beat around the bush with anything. It was a school assembly by the principal. <laughs> <laughs> like this was at a flat river, flat river, Mil, flat river middle school. Yeah. Uh, and I remember the kid, I can't, his name was, I can't remember his name, but he can't have kids no more. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's fucked up, man. It takes one asshole <clears throat> to ruin your whole fucking, like, damn, that's, because I've heard of that, you know what I mean? Like, getting, hitting the balls, like, so much to the point where, you know, it totally, you know, fucks up your whole sperm count. You can't produce it anymore. But just imagine, it take that's all it takes is that one hard fucking sack tap to just shut the factory down down there. The boys aren't working. They're all out of work, unemployed, getting pink slips. <laughs> it's just not happening anymore before they even went into production. Yeah. What was he, like, 13? Yeah, something like that. Poor motherfucker probably didn't even bust his first nut yet. <laughs> <laughs> that poor kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like a tough guy too. He's like one of the wankster dudes. Um uh but like, you know, he yeah, I, I don't know how he turned out. I haven't seen the kid ever since, but um yeah, he his whole life got fucked up. Yeah. You know, I'd hope that at this point in, you know, in our world's history, there would they would have some way to surgically correct that like you know what i mean if something you know got really fucked up then maybe they could be like all right well maybe we could just you know pop the hood and kind of fix it back together not literally obviously but <laughs> i don't know what goes wrong there if one of them like ruptures or some shit i don't i don't know i never looked into it it's some scary shit i don't want to know that feeling or know what happens <laughs> i'd like to pretend that shit's not possible <laughs> like yeah, it's I know I, I don't I don't wish to know. Uh but whatever happens when sack taps and shit and you get kicked in the nuts or whatever, I I don't know. But I know it's painful. Yeah. I mean I just tell you what, I've I've seen some <coughs> pretty fucking brutal ones. I've seen shit uh, you know, growing up when you're a kid is like that it when you're like a teenager is when you realize like how fucked up the human body can get because like you start seeing it, like you see it on TV, like, Oh, that dude got shot or like, Oh, he broke his nose. But then it happens. You're like, Oh my God, I broke my fucking nose. You're like, this is a thing. It's real. And it's painful, man. It's so fun. And when you realize the true pain of getting kicked in the nuts, when it happens to you, it is such an epiphanous moment when you realize how much fucking pain you're in. Mm. It's like, wow, I didn't know this was possible to be in this much pain. Mm. It creeps. I don't want to. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> and I kind of, like I said, I've got the sack tap, so I kind of have a little preview. You know, I know how bad it could get, but, you know, I still don't know, you know? Still, <laughs> I don't wanna... still though, that's all it takes is a taste. Just a little bit to re- make you realize, you know, that nope. little bit amplify that times ten, and yeah, there you go, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, fucking um, scary. Yeah, it's an, oh, fuck, I want no more. I want change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, how did you meet Doozy the Dean? Do you know Ghost? <laughs> no Ghost right now, though. We're gonna keep our EVP sessions open to see if we can find anything. No, um, we but, met. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? Uh, doozy Javante. Who? Javante Rios. Oh, that's right. I fucking he's talking about. Oh, hang on. Let me plug you in so you can hear. 
There you go, homie. Uh, he can hear you now. Javante, right? Yeah, yeah. Javante, yeah. Fucking, um, what was what was your question about him? Do, do you know him? Uh, I actually just did something with him at the studio Saturday. I heard. Yeah. We got some fire coming out soon. I was there. That shit was lit. Hell so you yeah. do know Javante? Yeah. No, no, I'm talking to Lalo. Oh, I just met him that night. Oh. Yeah. Fuck it, know. Tell me all about it. <laughs> Give me the deets. <laughs> no, it was lit. You know, it was the first time I actually met him in person, too. And then we went to the studio. And we actually just, it just clicked, you know, ever since we started hitting each other up and talking about music, we just got a lot of, like, the similar interest in that shit. Especially, like, the styles and shit like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. All right, yeah, cool. Back to Lalo. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? That was a flawless segue. I love that. <laughs> but, so, um, how did you meet Doozy D? Um, we um, originally met in Cole Middle School. That was the first time. Now, when we met, we didn't... Uh, we, we weren't didn't like... Each other. Yeah, we didn't fuck with each other. We, we weren't friends in any way, shape, or form. He, he would sit behind me in math class. Like back here and talk shit, be like, fuck you, fat ass. I'd be like, fuck you, you're fatter than I am. And just, you know, be like, fuck, this kid's an asshole. <laughs> I'm like, how's he not gotten his ass kicked yet? <laughs> hey, yo, I was a dick. <laughs> I talk mad shit. I'm like, shut up, fat. <laughs> you know, just say, like, I, don't know, I was an asshole. I shouldn't have been like that, but we cool now. It was different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was fun. That was something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> See now the the um, but it was funny because the very next year in eighth grade, um, I got on the bus to go home, um, and he was on that bus because he was going down to hang out. He was like, "Oh, you take this bus?" I was like, "Yeah, I lived I lived downtown in EG." He's like, "Oh, you live in town?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "You want to hang out?" I'm like, "Well, I don't particularly like you because of things you've said in the past, but sure." And, hey. <laughs> we really just started chilling. I'm like, oh, all right. He's he's not that much of an asshole. He's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And uh, then you know it just kind of rose from there, and then that led to the all crazy the peer pressure and everything. Now, yes, <laughs> yes. The me, I was for the record, I was straight edge before I met him. It, this motherfucker turns me into the pothead that you see before you today. <laughs> Everybody I chill with turns into a pothead. And you know what? With that being said, you've made me become a contagious pothead, too, because yeah. I've turned so many people into potheads hmm. to the point where they have a problem. There's <laughs> hey. so no such thing as a weed problem, kids. Remember that. Yes, there is. <laughs> there, there, there is. There is. There is. When you're broke and you're getting ready to, you know, go turn a trick for a hit then yeah i haven't gotten to that point yet or that even, makes me... just when you, even just that moment when you're like man i need a blunt you have a fucking problem yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you, need, yeah. you said you need it you have a fucking I, problem i want it i want it yeah that's the that's the thing it always comes down to it's like you don't i don't need it but it would be way better if i had it <laughs> still a problem <laughs> First steps we meeting it. I'm addicted to this shit. Yeah, that's the thing that pisses me off the most. Like, I don't care if you fucking smoke weed. I used to. 
but I realized I had a fucking problem and I kept doing this shit. And every time I do it, I'd be like, wow, this isn't fun anymore, but I'd keep fucking doing it. And I was like, wow, I'm addicted to this. I can't yeah. stop. So I stopped. Well, shit, if I'm addicted, then I'm addicted. I need some rehab. Cause I, I smoke this shit every day, all day. <laughs> Yeah, but if like if you enjoy it, that's fine, you know. But like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Where, like, if it gets to the point where like you just you just smoking the smoke, yeah, doing that and then like, questioning why you're doing it, like I was, and like right. it's like wow, this is bad. Yeah. See, now that's the thing because like my dad used to smoke, and like he, it's funny because he smoked when I was a kid, but then like when I turned into a teenager, he stopped smoking, and I started smoking, so it was kind of like that perfect transition thing. So like. At a certain point, I asked him, I'm like, why don't you smoke anymore? He's like, well, it started giving me really bad anxiety and paranoia. And, you know, he realized at a certain point he'd do it. And he'd be like, why the fuck am I doing this? I'm just going to get sketched out and paranoid. And then he was like, he just pulled the plug on it. And I was like, well, that makes perfect sense. I can't. There's no flaw to that logic. (laughs) Yeah, it's basically what I did. Yeah. Which, honestly, it's, I mean, it's the right thing to do. You know what I mean? You don't want to, you know, you don't want to fuck up your whole mental with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like making me mentally ill. It was bad. Like, it was like what, like, uh, like Johnny said, uh, he's like, weed changes ever for people every year. It's one of those plants that bring out your problems in mental state. (laughs) Therapist, whatsoever it can be, you know, it's like that. It's, it's, you know, it's, it can, it does things differently to everybody. And I think it changes everything over time too. Yeah. You could be good with it one day and the next day just be all different. Exactly. It's all about how, you know, it's, it's fucked up because there's no gauging it. There's Mm -hmm. There's no regulation to it. Yeah, there's there's no regulation. You can't really overdose on it. There's like no stopping the amount that you take in. Exactly. And it's like with some people, we were talking about this earlier, you know, because people have that different um, tolerance. You know what I mean? Some people like us can smoke a, a fucking outrageous amount of weed and, you know, just be a little bit hungry and a little bit thirsty. And maybe a little bit horny afterwards. But then you have people that'll take like, you know, three or four hits off a bowl and be like, yo, I'm fucking good with that shit, dude. You can keep that to yourself. I'm and good they... forever. Like, I don't want <laughs> yeah. to make it stop. Yes. <laughs> so like it's that's the thing that like, you know, people have to keep in mind is that like, you know, if you're smoking it and it's not doing for you what it does for me then don't smoke it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's definitely not as addictive as, like, heroin or crack or whatever the fuck, you know, but oh, it, yeah. it, it, for people to be like, oh, it's not addictive, I'm like, you're fucking stupid. Yeah, everything in life is addictive. Literally everything. People Coffee, get, everything. People get addicted to video games. People get addicted to jerking off. Although that's understandable. <laughs> Crazy. Somebody, somebody sitting in their apartment just jacking it twenty three hours a day. Like, God damn, that's a real problem. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but a heroin problem looks better than that for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen the meme? It's like, uh, uh, if a male like ejaculates twenty three times a month, you're less likely to get prostate cancer. And then underneath the comments, it goes, "Dude, I'm already done with October." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm fucking dead off of that. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, that is so fucking funny. That's my new favorite meme. <laughs> it's on my profile somewhere. You could find it on there, but I thought it was really funny. <laughs> um, I was like, laugh. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Should I agree? <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with him. <laughs> I think about six, seven past that. Woo! <laughs> Today. No, okay. <laughs> If you could trade places with any other person for a week, famous or not, living or dead, real or fictional, who would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Truth and honesty. Hang on real quick. I want to check something. 5%. Let me get that charge, boy. Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> Just I told your battery died fast. That was wonderful. Now we have to go back to annoying clicking? Yep. Back Hopefully it won't be that bad. It's not yeah. bad right now, so. Yeah. So, um, if I had to trade places with one with any person in the world, any time in history, dead or alive, I would choose uh, Wiz Khalifa. Okay. Mainly because um, he really because I grew me and Doozy, you know, when we were kids, we would always watch his uh video blog day to day on youtube we'd watch like every episode you know what i mean just fucking catch all of it and you know we're looking at like damn man that's the lifestyle we want just you know what i'm saying going on tour performing for thousands of people overseas fucking people you know what i mean love you everywhere like damn we want that and then furthermore you know what i'm saying i look at his whole lifestyle the way he is with his business, the way he is with his family, you know what I'm saying, with his son. You know what I mean? He, you know what I mean? He managed to keep on in such a positive state, you know what I mean? Even after he got divorced, you know what I mean? You know, when bad shit happens, he was always staying on top. And then on, on top of that, he has a fleet of beautiful muscle cars, man. He's got Impalas. He's got an El Camino. He's got a Hellcat. He's got the fucking black and yellow SRT8. Man, I love his car collection. Okay. <laughs> cool. Alright, alright, alright. Where's Khalifa? Hell yeah. What can you tell me about your song, I Want? I Want that, um, that is, uh, it's funny because it's funny, like we were talking about earlier, it's that, like, kind of, you know, portrays the lifestyle that I'm dreaming about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just explained with the, with Wiz's lifestyle, that's what I dream, you know what I mean? It's kind of that, when I made it, you know, everybody will make a song about, like, you know what I mean? I got 10 racks, I got 30 bad bitches, I got six whips, motherfucker. You have $2 in your bank account, one bitch that's cheating on you in a bicycle, you lying out your motherfucking ass in your raps. <laughs> but the thing is, is that that's what sounds, that's what's catching ears nowadays. So I'm like, I want to talk about that, but I don't have that stuff. But I want it. So I'm like, well, let me t make a song that's telling everybody what I want in my future. And that's when I made all I want. And, you know, it's just... It's 
literally just the song about a dream. Okay. All right. All right. Makes sense now. I was listening to it the other day. I liked it. Mm, thank you. All right. Cool. Nice. Nice. Um. So, using a scale of one to ten, rate yourself on how weird you are. Oh, mm. ten. Ten. One thousand and ten. Um. I. You know, I mean, I always. <laughs> you know, you're a weird person when you think being normal is boring. You know what I mean? Like when you like think like when you think about normal people like you know I mean? like like for instance like kids that you went to school with that you know they just they dress normal they have normal lives they go to normal kid stuff after school they have normal families normal this normal that and you think about it you're like huh that looks fucking whack <laughs> so then at that once i realized that at a certain point in my life i realized i'm like all right if i'm gonna be a weirdo then you know i gotta be a weirdo i gotta you know voice how weird and different i am because you know you have to stand out in this world to get noticed obviously it's a redundant statement but it's you know being a weirdo is kind of like you know what makes me who i am it's what makes people love me like you know how random i am or just the stupid shit i say you know i mean just fucked up shit that comes to my head that you know sometimes be like hey you want to hear a dead baby joke like, what the fuck <laughs> i just <laughs> i love that element of you know fucking just being like such you know such an out there person that people are like what the fuck is his deal all right yeah there's nothing wrong with that man having a good time and spreading the joy of the weirdness Hell yeah Hell yeah mm-hmm. um so in the lottery what would you do with the money? Oh, well, first thing I'd do. Bunch of hookers and cocaine. You know, <laughs> I wanted to say, I wanted to say a bunch of hookers and cocaine, but I'm like, oh, that's too easy. Like Isn't everybody said in like his show. What? Isn't that what they said in this episode? I think so. <laughs> yes, actually, it is. I'm remembering back now. Yes. <laughs> I was watching that one the other day. Yep, <laughs> that was an answer. Um, I think the first thing I'd do, like literally the first thing I would do as soon as I got the money is I'm going to a Dodge dealership and I'm getting a brand new Hellcat <laughs> off the rip. First thing I'm doing. Hell yeah. And then after that, I'm going to call up everybody be like, hey. You know, fuck Trump stimulus checks. I ain't giving you twelve hundred dollars. I'm giving you twelve thousand dollars. And then you know, I didn't get a stimulus just, check. I didn't get one either because my taxes were all fucky. Yeah, I didn't pay my taxes. Yeah, me either. I had I three to. years of fat taxes. I need to. I really do. I I haven't paid taxes since uh, 2018. Uh, I haven't paid since uh, 17 was the last time I did my taxes. For the re- Off the rip, I'm going to tell you right now, do not go to H&R Block. If you do, don't go to H&R Block. They will bend you over a fucking barrel. Yeah, you know, I'm probably going to do it with, like, you know, the uh, free one. Turbo tax. Yeah, yeah. I do, I, I would, I, the reason I haven't done it is because I owe money. Yeah, if I didn't owe money, I would have done it way sooner. But I owe, yeah. like... 1500 at least it at least and 
that's the biggest thing that's stopping me is because like I don't have the fucking money to give them. So like I don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, they have a thing where, like, you can pay it off in small installments, but even that, it's like, what's the fucking point? It's like, I'm going to give you guys all my money and get, like, what, $200 back? If, that... if that's the case, then I'll sign up real soon, because I can. I think I can still get that stimulus, and I can always throw that towards it, you know? But, um, yeah. I, heard, I think you can still get and I think they're coming up with another stimulus, too, so, like, that's making me really want to, you know, if I could get both stimuluses, that'd be nice, and I'd throw it all, and then I won't own anything. And mm. you know, I don't get any money out of it, but I don't know anything anymore, and I'm not working with one in the nine jobs ever again, so I won't worry about it. Exactly. At that point, it's just like worrying about you know filling up the hole that you've gotten yourself because I'm in that hole right now because I also owe the government a fuck ton of money and I have no way to pay it, and it's fucked up because I'm in a catch twenty two because I need information from my taxes to file unemployment. But I can't get the information for my taxes until I pay them. But I can't get the money to pay them until I get unemployment. But I can't get unemployment until I get... You, know, you see what I'm saying here? <laughs> I am in... It's such, a, it's such a fucky situation that it's like, oh my god, I just want to get my life back on track. Yeah. Fuck 1099s, dude. For real. I got 1099 last year. That's what fucked me. Mm. Hate it because I was self-employed for my for my fucking stagehand company that I worked for. Stagehand company. Yeah. So, um, before <clears throat> I, I feel like I'm talking like all nostalgic. Before the times of Corona, I was a stagehand. <laughs> but um, I worked for this company called Anubis, and what we it was weird we were stagehands but only for a third of the year like during the summer we would set up concerts at gillette stadium you know places in boston new york you know i mean we were all over the place setting up concerts and then you know when concert season would die down come fall then we would work field crew at gillette setting up for the patriots games so we'd help paint the field and maintain the practice fields and landscape and basically, you know, manage the property. We would we would help the, you know, we'd be like hired on hands by, you know, Gillette Stadium. They'd hire us to come in and help the field crew guys work. Then when football season would end, then we'd set up conventions like, you know, like like, you know, like bridal conventions and shit like that until until concert season rolls back around so um and obviously since it's the days of corona football is over nobody wants to go to a soccer game nobody wants to go to a concert nobody wants to go to a convention it's you know this this our industry the entertainment industry was the first to get shut down and we were the first to go out of work it was crazy that's wild yeah it's fucked up, man. And it's like, you know, it's, you know, it's cool to have spare time to do stuff. Like I have time to work on my music, work on comedy, work on my truck. But it's like, oh, you know, some money in my pocket would be really nice. <laughs> yeah, I went back to work like, I don't know, part time, uh, like maybe a month ago. But I was out for like a month and a half. So, I mean... 
I enjoyed that whole fucking month and a half up. I, I didn't miss work once. I didn't give a fuck that I didn't have money. Yeah. I didn't give a single fuck, dude. I was off. <laughs> I had some money and I blew it all. Out. I bought a brand new fucking mixer. I upgraded my fucking computer setup, dude. I was living the life. Yeah. Um. Yes. But well, you know, yeah, now, now I'm back to work and it's like, what the fuck? I know. See, it was cool for a while because. What happened was, as soon as this happened, my boss was paying us like 20 hours a week. All the guys that were hired on to, co- to the company was paying us all 20 hours a week out of his pocket. Then Gian Raimondo approved the stimulus for businesses, and then he was able to pay us 40 hours a week plus $100 COVID relief pay up until m- May 22nd, which was obviously, you know, been passed. So after May 22nd, that was the layoff day. So between April 17th and May 22nd, I mean, yeah, May 22nd, I was getting full pay. But then as soon as May 22nd came, cut, and it was done. But honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, I don't really miss it. I mean, it was cool. Concert season was fun and all, but I... Fuck work. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Nobody likes going to work. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm in a place where, like, I don't hate my job. It's all right. Um, what, it depends on what I'm doing. Like, if I'm doing what I'm doing today, it's like, yeah, it's not bad. I'll do it. But, like, there's other aspects of the job, like testing fiber. I just hate. It's, it wants, makes me want to die. Um, it's like, I hate doing it. It's so tedious. It's annoying as fuck. There's, it's a stressful time. It never goes the way you plan it to go. It's I hate fiber. But like oh. there's other aspects of the job that I enjoy. You know, it's working with electronics and all kinds of cool shit and hooking up electricity and I like it. Like what I did today was pretty dope. Um, I don't mind doing it. I don't hate it. It's nice. But yeah. that's it, the thing, that's what's important is that is like, you know, as long as you don't absolutely hate everything that you're doing, then you're all right because there was like this um there was a warehouse that we'd work at part-time. Um, like, you know, when we weren't doing field crew or setting up conventions, we'd work at this warehouse in Massachusetts, which was, you know, it was a convention warehouse. So they had, you know, drapes and railing and tables and vinyl, you know, all this shit that would be at a convention. This is where it was stored. So when we'd go there, it would be like, all right, well, you know, wrap up. 5,000 tablecloths and put them in this box. So, nope. you know what I mean? For eight hours, you're sitting there doing the same task over and over. And nope. It's not nope. hard. Nope. Nope. I wouldn't do it. I'd quit. Yep. See, there it is right there. The Just the fact that you're doing the same thing all day and it's so tedious, man. If you have ADHD, it makes you want to go berserk. Yeah. Fiber's the same way, but I'd rather do fiber than what you just talked about. Mm, yeah, me too. <laughs> Literally, I'm sitting there and like my friend Jess, shout out to her too. I didn't shout her out earlier. Shout out Jess. Um, when um we would do this, we would like, you know, we're good friends. We have a great dynamic. We're not really those friends that would argue all the fucking time. But when we were working there, we would argue all the fucking time. You know, what I mean, it's just one of those things that it like it's like it's like hell. <laughs> It's literally like hell. Yeah, those jobs are bad. Um, soul killing, soul destroyer. 
soul destroyer. Big time soul destroyer. Mm. Yeah, dude, I had this one job one time. Um, I was a machine press operator, like a punch press. It was a, I'm terrified of loud noises and I, it would create loud noises. Like, and you'd know it was coming. And yeah, it punched holes in metal and it was very slow. It was like agonizing. You had to do like 1600 pieces in a day and oh. it's just one step at a time. It's not quick. It's like, it takes like 10 seconds to punch each piece. So it's kind of quick, but no, it's not. Um, yeah. feels like forever while you're doing it. And it's yeah. the same motion with your foot up, down, up, down, up, down, slide a piece, oh. down, take it out, up, slide a piece, down, take it out, up for eight hours a day. And that is the worst job I've ever done in my life. That sounds agonizing as fuck. One time I was stacking up the pieces, right? I had like, I don't know, maybe a thousand stacked up. Somebody drove by with a forklift. All the pieces went crashing down on the floor. Oh, I wanted uh, to murder that motherfucker. Yeah, I spent five hours stacking those pieces, and he just, just tipped them all up. Get all up. I almost walked out the job. I was furious. Like, I was absolutely furious. Oh, oh my god. god! I wanted to die. That is fucking agony. I would have. I would have flipped the fuck out. I probably would have quit. I, I commend you for not quitting because I would have quit. been like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. And just would have walked the fuck out that very second. Yeah, I hated that job. Um, so anyways, any strange or crazy experiences? Um, Besides the ghost stuff and everything else you talked about? Anything there else? Was, there was one really, I mean, I could tell you about the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. And this motherfucker was there to see it. He's always, so, always is. He always is, man. It's like, I swear to God, we need a fucking camera following us around. We've been saying that shit for years. For years. We need a TV show. I'm going to talk to A&E, but anyways. <laughs> so one night we were, we left my house. We were like, Yo, let's go smoke. A, let's go walk around and smoke a L. We're like, yeah, that sounds like a fun idea. There's nothing better going on. So we're walking up my street here. And I'm like, he's like, yo, you want to go this way towards the school? I'm like, no, I kind of want to go this way. He's like, come on, we haven't been down this way in a while. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, let's walk down this way. So we're walking and like we're stopped in front of the school, like trying to like light up the blunt because it's a little bit windy. So, you know, the blunt isn't, you know, taking the flame as he's standing there trying to light it there's like a it looks like a flash of lightning in the sky quick and then i'm like what the fuck then i look and i see this blue green fucking giant like it was they said it was a meteorite but it looks like some shit from fucking transformers come flying through the sky just leaving this greenish blue trail behind it we're sitting there looking like yo Oh yeah! What I the fuck? Shit. That is so awesome! And it fucking goes across the fucking atmosphere and then continues on its way through space. And we're like, "What?" Yeah, that shit was fucking nuts, dude. Nuts, dude. I looked at this motherfucker. I said, "That was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life." Mm -hmm. Literally, hands down, most coolest, beautiful, dope, awesome, whatever fucking synonym you prefer. The dopest shit I have ever seen in my life.
I actually, <laughs> I actually have a video of our reaction to it on my Instagram. If you scroll back, like, I don't know, like a year ago, um, there is a video that I took literally moments after we saw it. We're both sitting there flipping the fuck out. Like, you don't understand what we just seen in the sky. Like, <laughs> this flipping shit. And I, next to it, I put a video that the news caught of, like, somebody's backyard <laughs> camera. They caught it <laughs> flying through the sky. But it's all black and white and pixelated, so you can't get the full essence of what this cool shit really was. But you can see our stupid-ass reaction to it. Okay. That's pretty cool. Wish I could yeah, see that. Definitely worth, definitely worth checking out. <laughs> Sick. All right, all yeah. right. So this one time I was at Walmart. It's like 6 p.m. It's like daylight savings time, so it's dark at 6 p.m. But it was yeah. like, you know, like, kind of like sundown almost like the sun was just about to go down you know beyond the tree line so it was dark out but you could still sun was setting and i'm at walmart like working on my car and then all of a sudden i see like the whole like i see this the bright flat the whole daylight every all the light that was still around got way fucking brighter just for a split second like you just see this flash it was like somebody took a big ass camera and like from the top of the sky pointed it down the ground like a lightning bolt lights up the entire daylight kind of thing. And then you just hear, like, not, it wasn't, it wasn't like a lightning bolt, though, because it didn't sound like a lightning bolt. It wasn't thunderous, but you just hear this massive boom. Like, car alarms went off. This is like, this was on the news. Like, people's windows shattered and shit. Ooh. I was at Walmart. This was on the news. I was at Walmart when this happened. A Coventry Walmart. And it was right around 6 p.m. I remember looking at my watch. It was like 6.30. I don't know. This was like 2014. And yeah, the whole like sky lit up and it lit up the daylight like it, like it was daylight, but the sun was setting. And there was, then like maybe a second later, there's just a boom. Huge, loud ass fucking boom. Dude, that's crazy. That's fucking crazy. If I would have heard that and seen if I was you, I would have thought like that, that somebody fucking nuked us. Because what you just said, like, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, that sounds like what they probably heard in Hiroshima. <laughs> well, it's right next to the, that's right next to the Air Force Base and shit. That's right. It is next to the Air Force Base and shit. Mm-hmm. Forget about that. It was probably testing some shit. Yeah, all, it's probably all through the dunes and shit. Right across the dunes is where the Air Force Base is at. Yeah. Shit, we got chased by the fucking military through there once because we <laughs> went back there and we weren't supposed to. <laughs> Wait, were you with Brett Marcotte? No, I was with um a bunch of EG kids. Okay, because I know this guy named Brett Marcotte. He's like a rapper too. And he got chased by a helicopter running through the woods near, near there. That's funny. We, did, we actually got chased by a helicopter too. That's funny that that story links up right that, like that. It's mad, because that's the thing. We saw the helicopter coming, and they were, like, coming towards us. Like, oh, shit, we got to get the fuck out of here. And then we, like, get in the truck, and we, like, screw off into a trail up in the fucking woods. And we see the chopper, like, hovering around us. And it, like, lands right in front of us. And a team comes out of it and starts coming towards us. Like, oh, shit. Well, you know, time to go. <laughs> Where were you? We were, um... So, like, all right, you know, um, uh, when you're going down, like, um, 
shit. Like you're going down division, you know what I mean? And you in, know, in in West Greenwich. Yeah, yep. You're going down division, and then you know, like, you know, you're coming like, you know, from East Greenwich going into West Greenwich. So you're driving through there, and you you know you have the dunes on the right and the dunes on the left. Mm-hmm. We were in the dunes on the left, and you know how there's that. If you've been in there, there's like that huge mountain of like dirt. And you go to the top and it's like a little flat area and then it's like woods behind that. We were up on top of that hill in the woods behind in the truck, like kind of with the foliage around us so that the helicopter couldn't see us from up top. But once he got down directly in front of us, then he saw us and they landed in the field, you know, downward from us. And they started making their way, moving in towards us up the hill. And we were like, oh, shit. So we screwed out of there. That's crazy. Right. So like, are you sure they were coming for you, or are they just doing some landing thing? Yeah, no, like a fire at the top of the hill going that night, right? No, this was during the daytime. We were oh. at the swimming hole. Oh shit! <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, oh yeah, I know the time. That, time. <laughs> that was the time DEM chased us out. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. No, we. This time it was like we were all. It was like a bunch of people, like fucking, like probably like six groups of people at the swimming hole nearby, and then you know. Once everybody saw the chopper, they started to, you know, flee out. But, you know, that's the thing I was saying. I was like, were they coming for us or were they just, you know, continuing with whatever drill they were doing? Because, you know, I mean, it's like they got out of the chopper, but like, you know, it was like, I feel like if anything, they could have just repelled down. If they really wanted to come after us, they could have just repelled down directly in front of us. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, because that's, you know they were getting ready to repel. You know what I mean? We were getting ready to see him jump out and shit. That's crazy. But, yeah, we don't want to risk it. You can get out, get out. They chase you, they chase you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we were in a Dodge Dakota. We could have beat him. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Less. <laughs> Sweet. So what are some ways you want to improve your musical skills? Um... Uh, tell you one thing, I need to, I need to focus on rapping faster, because one of the biggest influences for me right now in the game, and I didn't even mention him earlier, and I feel fucked up for it, is Joyner Lucas, who Doozy put me onto about like two years ago, and ever since he did, like we've been fucking with it so fucking hard, <clears throat> and his flow is just crazy, man. It's he spits so. Fucking fast, it blows my mind. I can't even like, like I've read the lyrics of his songs and I can't even read them as fast as he spits them, and I can't even spit them at all. <laughs> so like, it's, it's it's crazy. It's like I want to be able to do that, but it's so hard for some reason because I feel like I don't have the mental capacity to go that fast with my words. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But, I can't speak right, so yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, I fuck up sentences all the damn time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That hard life. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, cool. What's the process of how you write songs? Um, It's usually starts because nowadays, <clears throat> you know, I'll... I Every song I make, I make 100% from scratch. I don't... I don't outsource for beats i make all my own beats so 
know what I'm saying? I'll start off making the beat. By the time I'm finished with it, then I'll move on to the writing portion. But, you know, obviously, as soon as you start writing to it, you know, as soon as you make the beat, you know the vibe you're going with and you know what you want to project into it. So after you make the after I make the beat, it's so it's it's usually pretty easy for the writing process to follow suit because I've already been thinking about what I want to do with it the whole time I've been fucking producing it. So once I get into that, it's just, you know, it's no holds barred. It's just whatever goes down in the notes goes down in the notes. <laughs> All right, for real. Cool. Um, do you ever force yourself to write? Yes, but it's hard. You know what I mean? It's like um, sometimes it's really hard to channel that inspiration to do it. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, some there are good days and then there are bad days. And on a bad day, it's really hard to find that, you know, to conjure up the spirit to try and, you know, m make something dope. Like, if and you know what I mean? If the energy isn't there when you're writing it, it's not going to be there when you're spitting it. So if I'm writing something, writing something, and I find that it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing, I'll be like, all right, well, I'm going to delete this, or maybe save it if I think it's salvageable, and come back to it at another point in time. Because you know, you can only force yourself to write so much until you can't think of anything else anymore. So it's a it's a bridge to gap. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's a process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely tried doing it. Everything I've ever tried forcing myself to write, I've always saved just in case. Like, maybe I'll look at it another time. Be like, oh, I could do this better with it. But I usually, like, every time I write a song, I'll uh, actually look through my old shit that I've tried writing. And, like, I'll usually pick something out of there and write with it. But I never throw anything away. Yeah, that's I'll do that too. Yeah, like I'll apple pick with things. Like I'll fucking like I'll be like, all right, well, I don't necessarily want to use this right now, but it could become something dope to use later on. Yeah, so, you know, what I mean, I usually I'll try not to delete shit unless I think something is truly garbage. I'm like, oh, this is awful. No, get that shit out of here. But most of the time, I think I could find something salvageable. Yeah, I just don't delete anything, even the garbage shit. <laughs> That's good though. It's because like even the garbage shit, you, you can get like different melodies and shit out of it. You know, like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've had I've had a couple things that I wrote that at the time I was like, you know, this this really doesn't have any potential to become anything. But then you know you go back at it with a different perspective and a different beat and you know a different mindset than what you were going at with before. You're like, all right, well I think actually this does have potential for something. And you just gotta you know, figure out where it fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, like, times change, and you kind of, like, I wrote, some, I wrote like, a lot of the shit I started, I go through is, like, shit I wrote in 2012, so I'm, like, looking at it with a whole different perspective now. You know, like, so it's, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, like, throwing shit out. But, yeah, so, uh, moving on to the last couple questions here. Uh, what is something you would say to somebody who wants to make music but lacks inspiration? You know, <clears throat> It's funny because I've had people like asking me before because, you know, I've come across people that have, you know, wanted to do music, but exactly they didn't have the inspiration to do it. 
my advice to them would be, you know, no matter what you think about yourself, you know, if you think that your voice isn't right, if you think that your rhymes aren't right, if you just don't think something is right, man, all it takes is work. Because I've been working on rapping, producing, singing. I've been working on those since I linked up with him way back in like 2011. I've been working on it for nine years. And at this point, I, I people would consider me a good rapper, a good singer, and a very funny comedian. It's because I worked so hard at sharpening my craft. That's the thing, man, is that even though you think you're not good at it right now, keep trying because you can become good at it. You just got to keep sharpening away at that blade. Practice makes perfect. Exactly. So don't ever think you can't do something. You can do whatever you set your mind to. You just got to work fucking hard at it. Yeah, I tried to tell myself that with writing lyrics, and then I'm just like, nah, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather write the music. Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah. thing, man. Writing, it's, it's an uphill battle sometimes. It's really hard to channel that perfect creative spirit but when you do oh god that role is so nice when you're getting it down perfect oh it's great yeah, yeah i like to think i'm i'm better off with the writing music side like the actual in- instrumentals than i am with the lyrics part there's so many yeah, people that can do it better than me you know yeah well you know that's the thing is that you know you have to pick and choose stuff because like you know though i may be really good at singing you know what i mean or you know writing down raps i'm not good at you know doing shit off the top of my head because you know it's like my brain doesn't work fast enough with my mouth to make good shit happen in the spur of the moment so therefore that's why like i'm good at writing raps but i'm not good at coming up with them off the top of my head so you know what i mean there's like certain parts that's like you know we have our you know our strengths and our weaknesses you know? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah i was definitely disappointed you weren't going to do a freestyle block man <laughs> you know it, i do i do believe me i do plan on doing it but you know i i want to sharpen that craft a little bit more because you know i can freestyle but not enough to blow minds and i want to be able to blow minds so that you know I want to really have people be like, wow, he came a long way. So for anybody who's watching this right now, if you see me come back on the next episode, the next episode, I will freestyle. You've heard it here here first. You heard it here first, but you're going to have to tune in for that one. (laughs) That's great. Um, All right, man. So, um, at any point, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to try to bring Doozy in for a question, but I don't, I've already asked him this. So I guess you just do it, and then we'll see if Doozy has anything new. But um, so what is the funniest thing that happened to you recently? Oh, my God. All right. We, <laughs> see, he told me about the funniest thing he saw recently earlier today. Well, and I told you, well, uh, hang on. You, once I tell you mine, I'll link you back up with yours. All right. Yesterday, right, I was actually in Coventry with my buddy. And we're going down Tayo Gap, you know, coming from, uh, you know, Coventry, going towards West Warwick. Um, 
and you drove sitting at was it? I work at Autoland. Oh, really? Yeah, you know Autoland next to that, right across the street from that daycare and shit. Yeah, they got the cars out front. Autoland. I work yeah, behind Autoland. No fucking way. Yeah, that's so funny. I'll keep that in mind. I'll stop by your work next time I'm there. <laughs> I probably I might be there. I might not. I'm. I. It's a. Uh, I work in a shop, so like sometimes I'm in the shop, sometimes I'm out on the job. Okay. Oh shit! I'll make yeah, sure my boss, my boss owns Autoland. Oh, that's fucking dope. Huh? That's so fucking funny. So, all right, yeah. So you obviously know the area, right? So we're at that light, you know, where you know it's the liquor store, Metro PCS, and you know all that shit around there. So we're at the light, and. You know, I'm just not focusing on anything in particular. And my boy goes to me. He's like, yo, look, I look across the street, you know, to the turning right lane. Yo, it is a literal Peter Griffin sized fat dude riding a tiny little Vespa. I'm looking at this. I'm like, what? What? I'm like, no way. I'm seeing this right now. I'm like, did I really just see this perfect comedic? trope right in front of my face i'm like no somebody's fucking with me like no you're seeing that shit dude it was a fat dude on little scooter and i fell the fuck out laughing i'm like there's no way i could see something so perfect at this point in time it made my day that's fucked up that a fat guy on a scooter makes my day (laughs) (laughs) sorry y'all i'm fucked (laughs) what was that shit i said um, that didn't link me to shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. I literally told you that back to back earlier. No, I remember earlier. I was trying to remember what. Um, shit. Mm-hmm. I remember though. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was at work. Yo, I was at work a couple of weeks ago, and I was driving back from break. And uh, I don't know who it was. Yo, this dude was tweaking on something, but he, yo, he was <laughs> driving by, and I just smoked the bowl, and I look over, and he goes. Hey! It sounds hey! like me. <laughs> I yelled it back out the window for my brother-in-law. He goes, ah! And he's just walking broad day, like cars out, people walking. And he's just, he keeps yelling. And we get like a block down the street. We still hear him. He's screaming that shit. It was so funny. He's just walking around with like slippers and boxes, no clothes on. And he's like yelling. I'm like, yo, this guy's tweaking. <laughs> that shit was mad funny. That's crazy. I'll be that, you I'll do that to people. Like I'll just I'll be at a red light and I'll roll down my window and just go eh, like I don't want appearance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I do that like mad loud shit. Just like great faces at them, like just smile at them and shit. Like yo, you know what you have to do? You gotta drive by somebody, you gotta honk the horn and wave and look at the other way. <laughs> look out, look away from <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? And there's nobody else on the other side of the road. You like honk, they're right there to the right. You look to the left, they wave. They're like, What the fuck? <laughs> There's nobody there. That shit's mad funny. Oh my god. See, now I have, a, you know, you know, Justin, my buddy Justin, he will just literally like pull up to people, like, say, like, we're at a red light, like, you're the car next to me. He'll literally just pull up right next to them, roll down the window, look them, them, them in the eye. I love you! And then skirt the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to him. Shout out Loke. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh god. So doozy yeah. do you know about anything? For what? Anything funny, funny happened recently? 
that was one of them that dude yelling and then shit i don't know i just i i honestly don't even like keep track of a lot of shit throughout the day <laughs> unless it like really stands out i haven't really had anything major stand out you know what was mad funny <laughs> what <laughs> you did one night we were chilling in my room right <laughs> and we're like we're about to play call of duty and it's like we're like all right you ready for the match like all right yeah let's do this shit and like <laughs> we're sitting there all serious <laughs> And like you know when you fart in a moment, <laughs> and it's just like you know, like, it's this wasn't one of those farts. This was like it wasn't a normal fart. Like you know, like that it has levels to it. This was a straight. <laughs> Look at him, I fell the fuck out. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is up with your butthole to make it make a sound like that? That was that Taco Bell, <laughs> whatever the fuck ain't that big. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> live my <laughs> Shit, I just make myself laugh every day because I got to. <laughs> Nobody else is going to do yeah. it. It's hard to make us laugh. All right, that's crazy. Um, all right. Well, I want to thank you, Lalo, and uh, the special guest, Doozy D, uh, for coming on the show. And it's been a Lalo, you've been a fantastic guest. I've had a great time. We've talked about lots of crazy shit. Hopefully, I won't get canceled for. Um, <laughs> please, please don't hold for Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis, Baba Booey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah please don't. Uh, hey, how's it going? Show us up a party or anything like that. Um, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get canceled. But uh, you know, it's just uh, you know, it's been a fantastic time talking to you, man. I've had a good time. It's uh, you're always welcome back in the show as well as Doozy D. And um, yeah, you have any questions for me? Um, yeah, man. How long have you been doing this show? I've been doing this since February twenty third, twenty eighteen. Wow, got specific on a motherfucker. Wow, damn, <laughs> it's been a fucking while now, huh? I think this is episode like eighty-seven or some shit. Holy shit! Really? Yeah, damn. I've got like eighty-three episodes uploaded. Oh, I've got like five of them. From here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm, really- I've been getting traction lately. Uh, so I opened up a, an anchor account. Uh, which gets you on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, gets you pretty much everywhere uh, for all the podcast audio platforms. Because I always, I was always like just on YouTube, and that didn't get me any traction at all. Um, and I went for like two years with just YouTube, and then I got an anchor account, which gets you on all those things for free. And if you want, you can even make money doing it. I chose not to because I'm not going to sell out before I have an audience. Um, so I've been like just slowly putting my show on there not even promoting it at all and i've been watching this like just get listens out of nowhere you know like i've got my biggest following in virginia right now um like most the most people listen to my show in the united states are in virginia i've got a couple in germany um i don't know i've got like 10 10 concurrent listeners like on the audio platform that just listen to my show um in the last uh in the last week, I got 60 downloads, 60 listens. Uh, that's Man. just in this week alone. Total, uh, the past, what, two, I think I've had an anchor for two months. I've got 
20, I don't know, I'll tell you right now what it is. Like, let's do live update from anchor.com. No, that's not what I want. <laughs> live from CBS. <laughs> it's Saturday Night Live! Live from anchor.com, 224 total plays in the past two months. Damn. Damn. That's what's up. That is what's up. Yep. It's only up from here. You're just going to keep getting more and more the more you're consistent with it, too. Oh, dude, you're going to like this. Since Friday, when your episode came out, uh, it's loading. Uh, Your episode came out the 29th. That was, I think, last Friday. Yeah, last Friday. And it's got 10 listens already. So I need you to send me that information because you're losing out, man. Yeah, I'm definitely going to send you. I'm going to send you an over messenger for sure. Yeah, all your social media need you to send me that because you're definitely missing out on clicks. It's got 10 listens since then. And that's like oh, the quick, that is the quickest one of my episodes has got to ten listen in a weekend. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm about to send that shit right now. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, yeah, because people are listening to it, they know who you are, they don't know how to find you though. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get that shit right now. Um, yep. Yeah, so there's that, and then um, another one of my episodes I did has got fifteen listens in like a week. And it's just growing like really fast, and I don't even know how because I don't promote it. So, it's just like, yeah. People pick up on good shit. I upload every Monday and Friday, um, and I've done that can, I, for the longest time. Like the past two years, it was on and off. Like I'd take breaks for three months, and then I'd upload once a week, and then every sometime I upload twice a week. It was, anyways, for the past since uh, I think since February. I've uploaded every Monday and Friday, absolutely every time, on time, all the time. I've been oh, doing dude. really good with it. I've been recording like two, three <laughs> times a week. And yeah, it's been going well. So, damn. That's good. Yeah. See, now that's real. the thing because people appreciate that consistency because one of the, the only podcasts that I really like listen to constantly. That I'll like, you know, stop what I'm doing and listen to it is the Trailer Park Boys podcast. Because God, I love Trailer Park Boys. And the podcast is just fucking it's outrageous. And you know what it is? It's like people pick up on that content like that. You know, what I mean that ridiculous out there content. And uh I think I've provided you with a lot of that in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it was a really fun episode to record. It's one of my favorites so far. And I've said that in the past three, but they've all just been so good. Um, I've been picking up really good guests. So thanks for reaching out, man. Um, that was really cool. Uh, so Yeah, man. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I did it. This fucking, this was so much fun. Yeah, you're definitely welcome on a, a second time. When I when I get new questions, it's going to take forever for me to do that because I actually got to sit down and write questions. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm awful at thinking questions. Like it's like i said or like i recycled some questions from this interview to doozies so I'm like i just yeah. i'm not bad at writing questions dude i can't think of interesting shit that people want to hear um like i wrote like obviously i asked you about your songs i didn't ask you about doozies songs or anything but like you know it's just like it's so hard for me to get to like sit down and do it i gotta do it like three days before sometimes i pull it off to like the last minute like day of and i was like oh my god like, I did these uh, last night, or two days ago, I think. Damn. And uh, I was like, mm, I hate it, dude. I wish I was more creative. 
<laughs> you know, it's hard though to think of those questions because, like, you know, it's like I see like if you ever seen uh, Snoop's Snoop Dogg's show GGN on YouTube, he, you know, the question he has, he pulls him. Like he has to have people sit down and write it because there's some interesting things he asks. Like fucking like, you know, you asked me something like earlier, like if um, like who's one person you would work with, dead or alive? But you know, obviously you asked me who would I be, you know, if I could be anybody dead or alive. Um, but then on top of that, it's like you know he'd ask people like, well, what's your favorite kind of shoes? All time favorite pair of shoes? You know what I mean? What's your favorite sex position? <laughs> Just random yeah, shit. I'm like too afraid to ask. <laughs> how many vaginas have you seen? <laughs> Six. Now, how many penises have you seen? <laughs> Seven. Wow. <laughs> One hundred and thirty-two. Believe it or not. Wow. Damn, man. Hold on. <laughs> they're all different, but they're all the same. <laughs> Oh god. 30 were uncut. <laughs> oh shit. Man, that's specific. <laughs> oh god. I want to make an Adam Sandler joke because he was in that movie Uncut Uncut Gems, but like I I can't think of anything. Y'all heard that movie sucked. Really? Yeah, my parents wanted to go see that and they were like don't go see it. It's terrible. Ah, uh, you see now, I believe that. I fucking believe it. Because you know what it is? It's like Adam Sandler doesn't he doesn't do serious roles. You know what I mean? He, Adam Sandler is known for being one of the funniest bastards who ever lived. And when he does something serious, it's like, all right, well, it's cool that you tried it, but we want to see Little Nicky now. So we're going to go watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Little Nicky's a good one. All right, man. Oh, You're starting to mess up again, so it's time to close out. Um yeah. But it's been a wonderful two hours and 12 minutes here. Uh, like I said, yeah. again, you've been a fantastic guest. Everybody go check out Doozy D and Lalo Gatsby, the two best friends and record label owners. Of, uh, I've got to look it up now. Raw Life Gang Records and Equal Vision Productions. Um, even, yeah. Yeah, even Vision. Get it right. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Fantastic. So, did I ask you to plug and shout out again? Yeah, uh, you didn't, but to plug and shout out, obviously, New Attitude, my debut album, is available on all streaming services. If you have it, you can listen to it on it. It is featuring everybody from RLG, included Doozy D, Rome Contois, Eddie G. And he isn't an RLG artist, but he's a huge homie of ours, Sean Dizzy Blade. He's been down. We've been working with him. He's been engineering with us for about three years now. Shout out to Bo8 Studios in Pawtucket. If there are any out, if there are any artists in uh, watching this right now who don't know a good studio to go to, check out Bo8 Studios in Pawtucket. They will hook you up they've been mastering our shit for years and it sounds so damn good um furthermore if you want to check out any of our shit you can follow us on instagram twitter facebook all you got to do is search rlg x evp and we'll pop up um you know at lalo gatsby at 
Doozy D. He's gonna send through his information. Yeah, sent everything out already. He sent all his shit through, so you're gonna get more Doozy because we all love him. We know mm-hmm. you do, and you're gonna get more of him. <laughs> um, other than that, man, just uh, stay tuned to our YouTube channel. Um, I've been getting kind of bored with music lately. I'm gonna take a break from my music. Uh, to focus on my comedy, so there's gonna be a lot more sketches coming up on my on the RLG YouTube page. Um, just go into the playlist, search for comedy, and that's where you'll see all the funny stuff. Um, other than that, keep, uh, you know, keep stay tuned to our social media. I do plan on dropping a project later on this uh, later on this summer, uh, another mixtape. I'm going to be dropping on all streaming services. It's called Chappelle's Tape in uh, honor of Dave Chappelle. I'm really excited about that. It's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of lyrical stuff on that. So I can't wait for that to drop. Um, other than that, yeah, man, just follow our social media. We'll always keep you uh, up to date with what's going on with us. Just, you know, go follow us. All right. Now. <laughs> absolutely right now links in the description um so everybody this has been lalo gatsby and his friend the guest doozy d who was on a few weeks ago but lalo gatsby is a record label owner and from west warwick rhode island everybody this is the hey how's it going show